Mr. Percival Bland was a somewhat uncommon type of criminal. In the first place, he really had an appreciable amount of common sense. If he had only had a little more, he would not have been a criminal at all. As it was, he had just sufficient judgment to perceive that the consequences of unlawful acts accumulate as the acts are repeated, to realise that the criminal's position must at length become untenable, and to take what he considered fair precautions against the inevitable catastrophe. But in spite of these estimable traits of character and the precautions aforesaid, Mr. Bland found himself in rather a tight place and with a prospect of increasing tightness. The causes of this uncomfortable tension do not concern us and may be dismissed with the remark that, if one perseveringly distributes Flash Bank of England notes among the money changers of the continent, there will come a day of reckoning when those notes are tendered to the exceedingly knowing old lady who lives in Threadneedle Street. Mr. Bland considered uneasily the approaching storm cloud as he raked over the miscellaneous property in the sale rooms of Messrs. Plimpton. He was a confirmed frequenter of auctions, as was not unnatural, for the criminal is essentially a gambler and criminal and gambler have one quality in common. Each hopes to get something of value without paying the market price for it. So Percival turned over the dusty oddments and his own difficulties at one and the same time. The vital questions were, when would the storm burst, and would it pass by the harbour of refuge that he had been at such pains to construct? Let us inspect that harbour of refuge. A quiet flat in the pleasant neighbourhood of Battersea bore a nameplate inscribed Mr. Robert Lindsay, and the tenant was known to the porter and the charwoman who attended to the flat as a fair-haired gentleman who was engaged in the book trade as a travelling agent, and was consequently a good deal away from home. Now, Mr. Robert Lindsay bore a distinct resemblance to Percival Bland, which was not surprising, seeing that they were first cousins, or at any rate they said they were, and we may presume that they knew. But they were not very much alike. Mr. Lindsay had flaxen, or rather sandy, hair. Mr. Bland's hair was black. Mr. Bland had a mole under his left eye, Mr. Lindsay had no mole under his eye, but carried one in a small box in his waistcoat pocket. 